are we even functioning adults if we haven't experienced stress in our fast-paced lives today stress is a common phenomena that most of us experience no matter our age or our field of work we often quote stress as a villain but is it all bad can we learn to manage our stressors and maintain equanimity within regardless of the circumstances we will explore this and more in today's episode Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Own Your Everyday series in the Being Miraculous podcast. I'm your host and self-awareness coach Shweta Shivramun and this is the first part of the two-part series on stress and how to deal with it. In this episode, we decode stress, how it works, explore if all stress is bad and what signs to look for to assess if you're experiencing chronic stress. Let's begin with first understanding what is stress. Stress is nothing but a response to a real or a perceived threat or challenge. The first thing we need to realize is that stress is a response, our response to the situation or circumstance we are in. And this could be a real threat or challenge in the physical world like you're being attacked by a tiger. or it could be an imagined threat or challenge the worry that your boss might fire you tomorrow regardless of whether it's real or imagined the response is real there's no difference there physically biologically and physiologically we experience the stress response in our bodies and minds there are four parts to a stress response one a trigger the event or the stressor that is the cause of the reaction two a negative appraisal of the trigger We are not stressed when any event happens. We are stressed when we feel it is an unfavorable event to us in some way. 3. A response. The stress is a response. We get tensed, angry, frustrated, react impulsively while physiologically the body goes into a fight or flight mode. And 4. Return to baseline. We don't really remain in that fight or flight mode normally. Once the trigger passes, our response comes to a natural end and we return to our baseline mode of operation. For example, think of a deer being chased by a tiger. When it realizes that the tiger is out for a hunt, it goes on complete alert mode, adrenaline pumping in its veins, eyes fully dilated. It goes into a flight mode to escape the predator. But once it outruns the tiger and escapes, there is a return to baseline. the heart rate comes back to its resting rhythm the eyes are no longer fully dilated and the deer goes back to grazing as if nothing happened this is how our biological stress mechanism is wired to help us survive against the threats in the environment the stress mechanism ensures all resources needed to survive are made available to us at a fraction of a second and to recede back to a resting state as soon as the threat passes isn't this phenomenal and we call this bad let's now look at what happens within our bodies when we are stressed it all begins with the stressor this can be anything that activates the stress response in us the stressor causes an emotional disturbance in us that triggers the emotional processing center in our brains the amygdala The amygdala sends a distressing signal to the hypothalamus, the command center in the brain that controls all our involuntary functions like breathing, heartbeat, blood pressure, and lots more. The hypothalamus activates the sympathetic nervous system, 
our fight flight freeze response by sending signals through the autonomic nerves to the adrenal glands the activation of the adrenal glands leads to the discharge of the hormone epinephrine or what we commonly call as adrenaline within the bloodstream adrenaline circulates through the body it brings on a number of physiological changes like faster heartbeat more blood being pushed to our limbs muscles heart and other vital organs to give us the strength to fight increase in pulse rate breathing rate more oxygen is pushed to the brain to increase alertness and improve sense perception epinephrine increases the release of blood sugar fats from stored body in the fat etc it is said that the amygdala and the hypothalamus start this even before our visual centers manage to grasp and register what is going on as epinephrine subsides the hpa axis is activated that is the hypothalamus pituitary gland and adrenaline glands the hpa axis continues sending the signals to keep the sympathetic nervous system or the fight flight or freeze mode on if the perception of a threat continues the hypothalamus activates hormonal signals to release cortisol that helps the body rev up and continue to stay on that high alert mode once the threat passes the cortisol levels fall and the parasympathetic nervous system or the rest and digest mode within us is activated that dampens the stress response now is all stress bad well the short answer is no through the many examples we've discussed we can sense that short term stress is necessary and helpful our response to short term stress is necessary for our survival without that response we cannot jump off the road when there's a approaching speeding vehicle or cover our head instantly when we notice that something dropping from the ceiling these are inherent survival instincts to help us stay alive short term stress is like pressing the gas pedal to accelerate and mitigate an impending threat but what happens if we don't take the foot off the gas pedal things go from good to worse when we experience chronic stress and our stress response remains activated continuously in our modern world today our minds are so clouded with over information from all corners and our stress response is always on we continuously perceive threats real and imagined and stay in a state of chronic stress will i lose my job because i turned in my presentation late what about my home loan emi will i ever find my soulmate what about my child's future will they succeed in life so on our minds keep chattering and in our fast paced lives where there are multiple triggers the cortisol continues to be released to continue keeping the gas pedal on never allowing the body to hit the brakes and activate the parasympathetic nervous system when the body continuously remains in the state of fight flight or freeze our bodies are using up resources at a much faster rate and we are allowing no time to rest detox replenish dead cells or restore organic functions think about it when a deer is being hunted down by a tiger the stress response is activated to survive all resources are optimized and geared only towards that one primary goal to survive that means when the stress response is on no cells are being repaired no organs are detoxing none of our restorative and repair functions happen when the stress mode is on as the body is gearing up for a fight additionally when we are constantly stressed 
our sleep is the first thing that goes out the window, taking away the only other opportunity our bodies have to rest and replenish. Over time, chronic stress can lead to physical consequences like headaches, muscle pains, fatigue, mental issues like anxiety, restlessness, irritability, behavioral changes like overeating or undereating, addiction to substances, tobacco, alcohol, drugs, extreme mood swings, lack of motivation or focus, and the list is endless. So, what are signs you can look for to assess whether you are in a state of chronic stress? 1. Examine your routines. Is there stability in them or do you keep flying off the handle? 2. Examine your moods. Are you happy one moment and sad the very next? And how often do these fluctuations keep happening? 3. Examine your interactions. How effortless or naturally are you able to relate with those around you? Are your interpersonal relationships good or can they be better? 4. Have you been doing too much or too less of something? 5. How healthy is your diet? 6. Are you in control of your time? 7. How fulfilled do you feel with your progress at the end of each day? So there's your own your everyday tip for this week. Watch out for the signs of stress in your life and try and distinguish between short-term stress and chronic stress. Look out for patterns and try and observe the most common stressors in your life. What are situations and contexts that make you feel most stressed? What people or interactions stress you out the most? What activities are you engaging in on the days you feel most stressed? Keep these notes ready before the next week's part 2 of Stress Management Series where we will delve into the types of stress and strategies to manage each type. Until we meet again, this is Shweta signing off, hoping you have a phenomenal week ahead.